Okay, welcome to episode number 43 of Roll or Die. Anton, I told you I bring the big names, and today I have one of the biggest names in Australian Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Today we have the, uh, I don't know, the esteemed, I don't know the word to use for you just to, uh, to um, introduce you, but uh, yeah, Black Belt Jess Fraser. Jess is a phenom in the Australian Brazilian Jiu Jitsu world, in case you uh, have been living under a rock for the last 10 or so years. Jess Fraser received her black belt in less than six years. She's represented Australia four times at the Abu Dhabi World Pro, medaling three times, and perhaps best known for running the biggest female-only event and uh, running Australian Girls in Gi, mm. something that uh, she has been her baby, been her child for, I think, about 10 years now. And, uh, yeah. yeah, all-round badass. So welcome, Jess. Thanks for joining <laughs> us. <laughs> no worries. I'm sorry. It's been a bit of a hassle to get me on the screen, but thanks for that intro. That's nice. No, no problem. Is, so, is certainly yeah. a word, but it's not a word I would use. <laughs> oh, well, look, yes. Our goal, a bit of background too on this. We've been wanting Jess on. There you go. I was just going to say, go our, on, goal Anton, is, our goal is that you take this intro and just play it on repeat at home because it's that good. <laughs> Yeah. If you're ever feeling bad about yourself, you can just play this back and yeah, feel good. I'll just um, lay some yeah. beats behind it and that will be my pump up track before like rolling. <laughs> um, a bit of background here. We, we've been trying to get Jess on for months on the show. So yeah, we obviously, we, we like to try and keep it homegrown where we can get the big names, but she's just such a busy lady. So busy that even now when we're doing this finally, she's doing it in the car while she's driving for training. So this woman... I'm not driving. I'm not driving. Well, she, sorry, <laughs> while, while the car is driving. She's, she's a passenger in a car. So, yeah, thank you so yeah. much for joining us. Really great I'm to have sorry, you. I'm sorry. No worries at all. I'm sorry it's been, like, it's taken me so long to, like, sort this out. But, yeah, like, a couple of, like, injuries to the face and stuff that I didn't want to have huh. on video. And, yeah, anyway, but we're here now. Um, yes, I'm sorry if I'm making anybody feel car sick because we are driving... We're driving currently. I'm in Queensland. We're just crossing the border right now, I think. Um, and we're going into New South Wales, which is a new and exciting, like, freedom to be able to do. The sign's actually right there. <laughs> so, yeah, um, we're going down. I'm with Laura, who is a brown butt out of tweed that most people would know. Um, and we're just about to go and Dojo Storm, a friend of mine, is a surprise. So I can't actually even say anything. Oh, this isn't live yet. We're going to go Dojo Storm Mark Nimber. So he better be there when we. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I, I had us planned. I had us planned to do this interview with like enough time to do the drive or whatever to get down there. But of course, I'm like Victorian brain didn't even think about the border difference time. So I lost an hour or gained an hour. I don't even, I still don't even know what happened, but that's why we're in the car now. So, and is this whole yeah. adventure just <laughs> for the mats? Is this, is this whole adventure yes. just oh, for yeah. a dojo it's store? For a dojo store. Yeah, it's so cool. <laughs> it always is, mate. It always is. <laughs> so what's been yeah. going on, Jess? Are you living in New South Wales now? Are you living in Queensland? Are you coming back to Victoria? What's what's up? Well, <laughs> Who knows? Like, that's the thing. Is I don't really have any um, clear answers for that. I'm currently re residing in Wollongong, but, like, yeah, I, I, I just don't really know. Like, it's only just recently that borders are open, right? So yeah. I was kind of waiting for that and then thinking that I'd be able to make a decision then. 
but it's not as clear cut as that. Like my gym's not back yet and we're currently looking for a venue. So mm-hmm. yeah, like things are complicated. It's just, yeah, just trying to get by like everybody else. And I don't really know. I don't really know the plan. So I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm residing in Wollongong, training in Sydney, currently in Queensland until about 20 seconds ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's that about is, as organised. Is, is that an exciting <laughs> kind of prospect for you, or does that like how does that impact you to kind of be a bit nomadic in the way that you're training and running your business and all that sort of stuff? It, like, it, it obviously wasn't how you. I don't think you planned it that way. It's kind of the result of the lockdown and all of these sorts of things. But how does it impact you? Yeah. Uh, look, I mean. Yeah, I guess I like I've talked about it pretty openly, as as openly as I can to like the network that I lead and and have created and stuff. Like I really struggled through COVID. Um, I'm sure everybody in Victoria did. I wasn't in Victoria throughout it, but um, yeah, went, like as soon as we went to lockdown, I just went straight towards family. So I went to New South Wales really really early, like March early, and my mental health was pretty bad throughout all of it and it took me a long time to get good to be honest like like I still think that I'm not 100% back where I used to be so yeah like I lost all of my income streams relied on support from the government like a lot of people with JobKeeper and yeah it impacted me real heavy like like catastrophic loss of of income social network community like hobby you know, goals, everything was, like, bad. It was really bad. So I'm Absolutely. trying to be kind to myself with stuff mm. and just, yeah, do – this year it's just, like, do what gets you through. And right now I'm – that's what I haven't seen. Usually would be able to see them through travel with AUs. I'm used to living pretty nomadic, but – um, that as a financial thing, like I travel to earn money and I travel to build my network and I travel to compete. Well, I used to compete. I'm retired now, but like I'm used to that, so I'm good with that. Like I'm not, I'm not scared of change or or sleeping on one couch one night or a hotel the next night or whatever it is. I'm not worried about that stuff. Yeah. But yeah, not having a, a business is. <laughs> <laughs> not great like that was pretty scary stuff so yeah. i got it thanks for sharing yeah that. so like yeah like this is just just different you know like i'm traveling for the first time that's not like financially um driven it's purely mm. for reconnection which is why we're gonna go dojo store mark <laughs> go grab him <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah, I cool. left. Um, I left Wollongong like a week ago, and I'm just travelling up the coast to try to reconnect with some people that um, otherwise I wouldn't have been able to. Mm. I planned that before they opened the borders, so mm. I only planned up to to Tweed, and then I got to go back to like work at Wollongong on Tuesday. So yeah, like plans are changing and things are evolving as yeah as the government changes what we can yeah. and can't do. Well, I mean, surely, but you've got to be feeling a bit more positive now, yeah? Like, I think anyway, that in terms of the times and stuff like that, like, 
it's very different looking now yeah. world in Melbourne anyway to what it was perhaps when you were last year. So, yeah, I think it's pretty yeah, promising sure. that things will improve for yeah. you. And, yeah, I'm sure that, yeah, yeah. I mean, we'd love to have you back in Melbourne. That's for sure. Don't leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, <laughs> I'll be back on the 4th. So I'll be back um, for a couple of weeks, like most of January, really. And, yeah, reconnect with everyone. I'm going to film a van with a bunch of maps and get some rolling happen, happening right. regardless of whether it's in a gym or not. So, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll be back down. And what about what about Aggie? Hey, like, um, I know that we've only got limited time, so Anton, I want to poach. I want to steer the questions. Um, <laughs> oh. um, given that yeah, we might run out of time, and as I said, I don't know if someone's maybe been living under a rock for the last ten years and they don't know about Australian girls in Yee. Can you give us just a, a little quick uh, synopsis on what brought that about? how it works, what it is exactly, just uh, for anybody out there, as I said, that may be unaware of the Australian Girls yeah. and Network. So Australian Girls and is um, an Australia-wide, but not limited to, Australia-wide uh, network um, focusing our energy or on women in Jiu-Jitsu. And over the past 10 years, like, my key focus has been um, retention and equality, trying to build... Um, just like gender neutral kind of vibe of the sport. Um, yeah, and the overall goal of the community is to make itself redundant, <laughs> which sounds ridiculous, but like what I want is um, us to get to a point like judo where it's just like everybody does judo, like, and that there isn't, um, yeah, minorities within that. Like, I just, uh, yeah, I, I want and have wanted. Like, I think that women want to do this sport. Um, Ten years ago when I started Australian Girls in Gi, there was less of us. Now, most gyms that I go to, um, the women are making up more, way more than 10% of the map. So I think the, the ball started, like, rolling, and I think we're good now, you know? Like, I think Australia is uh, setting the culture and community that it wants out of, uh, of jiu-jitsu. And so Australian Girls in Gi was definitely a big part of and is a big part of helping that happen um so now it's kind of like rolling with its own steam you know so i go to gyms that um women haven't heard of australian girls and gay and they come to it for different reasons now so if i answered the question that you asked five years ago it's very different from now so now it's more about um supporting some of the more advanced women um definitely like the people that i'm speaking to the most are purple belt and brown belt women that are like what is a brown belt chick? Like, I've never even met one. What am I meant to do? Who am I meant to be? What's next as black belt? You know, like, so I'm sort of supporting more of the, like, higher-ranked women in that way in the community now. Um, but then, of course, A-Gig does a whole bunch of other stuff that's, like, competitions, events, and, yeah, things that women want to go to that are, otherwise aren't being provided in the, the community for them. So cross-training opportunities, training with somebody their size opportunities, training with somebody their age opportunities, training with somebody their belt opportunities, you know. So I still predominantly focus on the minority within them minorities. So if you're a 90-kilo brown belt chick, you know, you can come and roll with me and, like, not feel guilt for going hard, that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Right. Anton, I'll let you have a question. Oh, mate. Okay, well, in, in, with Aggie, like one of the things, because what you have done is phenomenal. And as you say, you're out to make yourself redundant, which is just so beautiful. Um, what do you, is there something about the journey that you're on, right, which 
surprises you repeatedly, which kind of takes you back and you just get kind of moved, I guess, by what's going on. Is there something that you just keep discovering or rediscovering on this journey that you that keeps it very alive and, and present for you? Um, yeah, like, yeah, I guess. Like, for me, it's been a huge outlet creatively. So, because, you know, there's a lot of pressure with being, um, I don't know, like a trailblazer uh, and a leader in this community. You're A lot more is expected of you. You can't just make mistakes and not be called out or whatever. And I'm willing to take on that responsibility and that kind of, like mm. wait, you know, mm. um, for the opportunity to do things creatively and the way I want to do them, you know, like people in Australia hadn't made a no gear range for women yet. So I did that because I wanted to do that. And people hadn't done camps for women yet or really anyone yet. So I wanted to do that. So I did that, you know, and there's been things that I've tried and, and not done great with. And there's been things that have been super successful Mm. Um, and continue to be successful, like the camp's been going for 10 years now, you know, mm. and getting bigger and bigger, like to the point that it's like, you know, I have to cap numbers or bring the, the size of it down to make it like something I want to attend. But because I'm creating it, there's no cap to it. Like cool. I, I can do whatever I want. Like if I want to make like a whole range of fluorescent pink outfits, I can. And if it succeeds or fails, that's on me. Like, you know, it's 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 my money, it's my time, it's my energy. Um, so the the creative outlet definitely, um, yeah. yeah, has been huge. Which, yeah, like it, that's bigger than the sport for me. Like, there's jiu-jitsu, there's mats, there's like that stock standard. Um, you can have self-expression within that, but self-expression for me is also making a poster or designing a website or or whatever. So yeah, yeah, got it. That side Amazing. of it is always fun. Love yeah. it. Love it. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know whether people realise that that's what I'm doing. Like, I've designed all of it. I designed the clothing. I designed the, the logos and stuff. And sometimes they're cool, sometimes they're not. Whatever. Like, <laughs> don't buy them if you don't like them. <laughs> you know? And I'm cool with that. Like, yeah. 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 Great. Back to you, Kim. Back to our... No, 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 you go. I think you, you mentioned that you had another question and you wanted to... Um, we sometimes try and get a little bit controversial, but I have to sort of contain Anton from uh, not going too too over the top. So let's see. We might need to edit it out, but go for it, Anton, because I think you were wanting to sort of um, go down that angle a little bit, yeah? Oh, I, no, I can't yeah. remember what we were going to talk. Yeah, no. Well, no, I, no, I, I no. can't remember what I wanted to say. I definitely... It was when we were saying, yeah, we've got to get Jess Fraser on, and he said, yeah. Uh, no, yeah, I do I do love that you're quite a controversial character in the BJJ scene, Jess. I just love that about you. You know what I mean? Like, you are yeah. a take-it-or-leave-it kind of person. You know, again, and I find that BJJ... Like, I've been that too. You know, I've been a controversial character in the BJJ scene at various times, and, you know... There's people new coming in all the time and there's people who have been there forever and there are people who are stuck in their ways and there's people moving. Do you ever, I don't know, like, like I guess I just wanted to explore that because I don't want our podcast to be a boring old podcast that talks about all the same things that everybody always talks about. You know what I mean? Like, is there anything about jiu-jitsu that, um, and, and I guess it's not its politics, but it's closeness or is, is there, any, and I don't want to bat, I love the jiu-jitsu scene. You know what I mean? But having said that, I, I've been on, I've been, I've, sometimes I've been the hammer and the nail and not just on the mat. 
how do you think we could, or, or do you see anything about that that you think is worthy as a discussion, I guess, is the main thing? I don't know what you mean, though. Like, I, I want to discuss. Yeah. Okay. That, well, cross training. Uh, like, cross training. what do you think? Sorry, cross training in gyms, for example, leaving gyms, going from one. You gym broke to up a bit there, Anton. I, I missed that. So, cross training in gyms, or leaving gyms and going to new gyms, or you know, all of these sorts of things that happen. What and and you running an organisation that's kind of, uh, I guess operates over the, across many different gyms. So you're getting people together and sharing lots of knowledge, okay? Is it time for jiu-jitsu to let go of, in, of inter-club kind of protection and just make it a big knowledge-sharing platform? Or, or is there still a space in jiu-jitsu for people to be protective of their secrets and their knowledge and their people? What's, what are your thoughts about this sort of stuff? Do you think they can? Even if they're closed doors, do you think they can? Isn't the point to, like, compete with other people? Wouldn't you see, like, say we're closed doors, right? Let's give it the hypothetical. Say we're closed doors and we don't train anywhere else, but one of us competes somewhere. We're going to be exposed to something new, right? Yeah. So do you do jiu-jitsu in a vacuum? That That's closed doors. Yeah. Like, if, if you want to be closed doors, don't come. Yeah. Great. Don't watch videos. Like, like everybody's cross-training, man. Like, everybody's cross-training. And yeah. in fact, if you want a career in this sport or if you want to make money from this thing, you're going to have to at some point. You have to train with somebody else. Or, <laughs> like, do you say no one's allowed to come join my gym unless they're, like, never done jiu-jitsu? Like, <laughs> what? Yeah. Like, it, it's, like, it's redundant. Yeah. Like, it's redundant. So that, like, right. non-cross training is they're either civilians or they're your students. Cool. Close your doors. Mm. See ya. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> enjoy that like that's not like cool like that's the army man like yeah so i don't know like i don't think i mean i think that the controversy that i created in the community is like just being present and being a female i think that like mm. the best teams in the country are all cross training <laughs> like yeah. that's what the teams are made up of <laughs> like, yeah. I, like you know i i don't I can point to more teams that the black belt didn't didn't start at that gym than not mm. in Australia. That's the community. Like, at what point are we gonna like accept our community and our culture as progressive and groundbreaking? We've got the that. best athletes in the world. Look at Lockie Giles. Look yeah. at Craig. Like. Did they stay at one gym? They were the kings of cross-training and they're the best in the world. So yeah. if you can't correlate those two things, <laughs> something's wrong with your brain. Like, I'm pretty good. Like, I hit I hit bronze at black belt as an old lady, man. Like, I cross-trained. What else do you want to see? <laughs> like, yeah. You yeah. know, I just, like, what else do people want to see? Like, yeah. yes, Salo and, and Zhangji, cool. They stayed closed doors. Yes, Leticia Barrow stayed closed doors. Cool. But if they want to make money, they teach seminars. That's cross-training, right? So eh, even the people that like, like the Gracies, the Gracies, the Gracies that like brought Jiu-Jitsu to the world had to bring it to the world. It wasn't just staying in their backyard. Yeah. Otherwise, there's no Gracies. <laughs> yeah. So no, like, you, you can't say don't cross-train or 
like, basically you're saying don't monetize it. Yeah. And that's just not realistic for us. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. I mean, my key takeaway from that is you're right. BJJ does not happen yeah. in a vacuum. You know, and people are gonna people are gonna discover along the way that wherever yeah. they're at or wherever they're going, they need to adjust. You know, people people move around for all sorts of reasons as well. So I think you know I, I'm definitely in alignment with you on all of that. That's thank yeah. You. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I just think you know, like what I talk about a fair bit, like because I've been at a whole bunch of different gyms. I mean, cool. Like, but I'm loyal to the sport. And I'm mm. deeply loyal to the sport. I've given more to the sport than I've given to my family, you know? So, mm. like, what is loyalty on from the outside? Like, what people don't see is my coach has been my coach since the day that I started Jiu-Jitsu. His name is Martin Gonzalez, and he's been at every gym with me. And he's been my coach every single minute of my Jiu-Jitsu career. But people think that I gym hop. Nah, we moved, you know? So, like, I have a coach. I have, like, the, like a very specific jiu-jitsu lineage but it just hasn't always been under the same roof and that's just how my journey is you know like interesting yeah so so where is, yeah. where is like this people can see it from the outside he's not in melbourne though where is he? He? yeah he's, he's overseas somewhere right or, or where, where is this guy Marty? Marty? Melbourne. No, no. he's in melbourne oh, okay he's in melbourne, he's in melbourne. Yeah, so even when you're like at yeah. dominance yeah. Or, or absolute or wherever, you know, along the journey, like those gyms, he yeah. was still your coach. Hundred percent. Yeah. Got 100%. it. Okay. Yeah. See. So, yeah, and that's that's important. Yeah. I mean, because I see that as well. Like my first coach and my second coach. They're. I guess they're always going to be my. Co- I guess I've got multiple coaches. Is how I see it. But um. You know, they'll always have a, sure. have, a, have, yep. a piece, have a piece of me. But that that is a really interesting. Like that's something I'm discovering for myself right now. Is hearing that you've had a coach all the way along that sits outside of the coaches that you're training with inside of the gyms, and that's cool too. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, right. Back yeah. to you, Kim. So he. <laughs> oh, I missed all of that. It cut out for me, but oh. I'll I'll watch you back later. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your, your audio's a bit out, Anton. I'm not okay. sure why we can continue. Sorry. Back sure to you, Kim. Back to you. Yeah, no. I just wanted to say um, <clears throat> what I do, Jess, when we have a guest on is I play in the background jiu-jitsu. But for today, actually, with you, I was actually playing on YouTube some of your Abu Dhabi fights. But because oh, no. we took so long to come on, <laughs> Anton, you took so long to get this link set up. Now we're back to the guys. So, yeah, I was like... Hoping that oh, we're talking to Jess and watching Jess at the same time. So yeah, that's probably... it's not the purple belt one, is it? Because the purple belt one, one, one yeah, no. you don't the want to No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm the reason that there's the rule to wear the onesie in. Oh, yeah. like, pretty <laughs> Tell us about that. I am. What happened? <laughs> oh yeah, what happened was deep half. You know the the pants grip. Yeah. Yeah, that happened with Sarah Black. Like, yeah, yeah, out on the main stage. And the ref kept saying to me, you want to be careful with that. And I'm like, it's not my grip, man. Like, I can't do anything. It kept stopping the fight. Because yeah. it's, it's, like, super not okay to have your butt out in Abu Dhabi. Yeah. yeah. The next next year, things have changed. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 And I heard that, like, when we got to Abu Dhabi as athletes the next year, and they were like, oh, you need this onesie. And all the Australian athletes were like, we didn't hear about this. We weren't told. And it's changed all over the world. They're like, yeah, because last year there was this purple belt with her ass out. And I was like, yeah, cool. Uh, that was 100% me. Yeah. Oh, look, yeah look, <laughs> I, had, 
Yeah, I had someone write to me because it went like it got taken down. I don't know something weird. YouTube did something and took that video down. Um, and I had some creepy guy write to me and said, "Why are you taking your fights down?" I was like, "Oh yeah, I know the fight that you're talking about." And, oh, gross! Like <laughs> one fight came down. Oh. <laughs> Yuck. How do, you gross. <laughs> how do you prepare for those fights, Jess? I mean, they're, they're big matches, right? Like, and, and I've seen you. You kind of get out, you run, mm. you do all these things leading up. Like, you are in the zone. Mm. Like, did you always have that? Mm. Did you develop that? Did you used to have other ways and they didn't work? Like, was there ever a fun, Jess? Like, hey, I'm all here for fun? Or were you just always in business? <laughs> nah, fun Jess came after Black Belt and once the job was done, you know, like there was never any fun. No, none of that. And I talk about that like pretty openly. Um, heaps of fun now though, like things are super different since I retired. Um, but yeah, I like, I don't know. Uh, no, I do know. That's stupid. I'm just trying to think. Basically, Marty and I started a process with my first comp and we just kept what worked and discarded what didn't and we tried to add more knowledge and yeah information behind that mm. and yeah like so I started warm-up routines like testing them at white belt and then blue belt and if they worked we kept it if they didn't we didn't um yeah so when I go to a comp and I'm actually competing because I can't take especially in Australia I can't take the a gig hat off mm. if I'm in that room like if I'm out in the the same room as everybody it's just constantly taking my headphones off like taking a photo with kid or like asking somebody about their fight because it's polite and it's the right thing to do but it's all my energy going out yeah. and I discovered I like I mean I can in Australia like because like I'm not as there's not as much on the line for me in Australia when I compete but definitely if I do that overseas like each time I did that I lost so mm. I stopped doing that because it didn't work, you know? Yeah. So it literally was just a process of, did it work? Yes. Keep that. Did it not work? Nah, don't do that again. Mm. And the first world, like the first worlds that I did, I went out there pretty naive. I did that as a blue belt and did really well. Came second. That was really cool. Um, did really well in the open as well. Like just had fun, you know, like had fun with the, the outcome, not the actual event. But then the next year when I went, I was like, that was really cool. You can medal as an Australian. And I took a whole bunch of women over from Australia and was like yeah. the like team leader and yeah. all of my energy was going out and I lost yeah. first round. And like I lost first round because I was distracted, not from anything else. Like yeah. distracted, like 100% I wasn't even on. I was in like maternal mode. I was taking care of others. Yeah. And I worked yeah. out I can't win like that. So when I get ready for comps, half the reason that I'm out in the like front area or out on the oval or whatever it is running back and forth is so you don't talk to me, you know, and that's no. not because I'm being no. a dick. It's just because if I start talking to you, I switch. It's like yeah. two different systems, intrinsic and extrinsic, you know, and if yeah. I'm in like extrinsic like care and that kind of stuff, I'll help that other person beat me. So I have to just not. <laughs> like, yeah. It just doesn't work for me. I'm exactly the same. Yeah. Thank you. That that recreates me. That's exactly what happens. And I've got to get more right. lean. I've got to bring out yeah. my Jess Fraser, my Ronda Rousey. That's what I'm only doing next time I compete. Well, it's not even, it's not mean. It's just not community spirited in that moment. And if yeah. I'm community spirited, I will for sure help you because that's what I do. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's like if you're being a parent, like you, you're thinking about what meals they need, what time they need to be picked up, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You're not in like pure, 
like self-focused mode. And yeah. I, I think they're two different modes and you switch between them. But if you're in parenting mode, that never goes away. You're always doing that emotional labor and that like constantly thinking about their needs, right? Like, and that's what I do with the jiu-jitsu community. So I, I can't, like, I just can't do that if I'm going to compete, which is why when I've retired, I'm a much softer person, much more like, helping other people much more involved you know and I, I can't do I can't do both at the same time not yeah, so what you're saying is when you compete you feel like that's your chance to be selfish so yeah. it's too you can't be selfless in giving back to people in that time I in can't that and in fact competing. yeah I can't and I've lost friendships in that mm. because they I'd make the switch where I'm like, well, I'm doing this for me because I want to do one thing for me and that's competition. And some friendships haven't survived that, you know, and I'm not willing to make that sacrifice anymore. I'd rather have friends. Yeah. 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 Wow. Awesome. Well, yeah, look, I think, thank you so much, Jess, for coming on. Um, We're really grateful for your time. As I said, we did try several times to get you on earlier, but I'm very glad that we could do it eventually even though you're traveling while you're doing it so thank you so much once again anton did you have anything more to add or no i just really love you jen i just think it's really great to get to know you differently um, to get in your world and find out more about like what's what's been what it's been like what's going on more about the character that you are because you are so you're such a big bold out there character in the community but you know as a result i don't think people get to know a lot about you they have views about you good bad otherwise they have all these views because there's a lot of people when there's a lot of people you don't yeah. get to see like this one-on-one stuff is probably the best conversation i've ever had with you that's for sure and i've known you for a long time so thank you so much yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I don't know if you can see in the background we've got the um 2013 of that and like yeah, oh, well, yeah. that was a time. Good yeah. memories, for sure. Yeah, good memories. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for doing this. Hopefully uh, you'll be back in Melbourne. I'll see you back on the mat. And now yeah. I can say that, Anton, we used to say that to our guests in the hope that, like, one day in Melbourne we'd one day be rolling again. We are back here rolling, so you've just got to come join us and, yeah. Yeah, yeah awesome. Let's roll once I'm down there. Let's get yeah, together. Sure. That would be really cool. 100%. Awesome. Yeah. That's good. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me, guys. We'll have this up next week and uh, yeah, feel free to give it a plug if you can. But thanks again. Right, I will. Awesome. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks, guys. See ya. Bye. Bye.